1: now the business update after a difficult year experts are optimistic a recovery is imminent with key indicators improving and yet men everywhere continue to dress as if they just rolled out of bed
2: the economy is ready to bounce back
3: are you at charles tirrett we have the high quality shirts and smart menswear to get you back to your best try our introductory offer with three shirts for only 99 dollars, delivered free use code pod 99 at ctshirts.com or any charles tirrett store Hi everyone, Richard from the FanCast here, and before you listen to this week's show, when I was listening back to recording, you might notice a bit of a rustling sound um, coming across on my mic, no idea why it was happening, a bit annoying as you can imagine when we put a lot of time and effort into putting on these pods. Tried our best to edit it out, so you might have to grin and bear it in a couple of places. Sounds like sound rustling a bit of paper. Just imagine I'm holding a bit of my notes, which just have on a bit of paper just saying word record podcast. Enjoy the show. Big love to everyone up there. Have a good day. And welcome to this week's, or this episode of The Wall Sandcast. Richard Hobbs here. Um, Joining me on today's show, we've got Dan. Hello, everyone. We've got Jordan. Hi, everyone. And we've got two special guests. We've got Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody.
0: And Andy's dog. What's his name? His name's George, named after George Ellicobi. Wonderful. Mm. So I feel like it's going to be a very <laughs>
3: distracting pod because I'm. Am I right in thinking Dan John, you're both dog owners? Yes. As well. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like that there could be quite a lot of dog chat in this podcast. <laughs> if that isn't your cup of tea, you know, just just take out your headphones, pull up the app, and just unsubscribe because <laughs> I feel like that's the route we're going on. But. On today's podcast, we're going to be previewing the game against Southampton, who we're playing on Monday night. Having a bit of a review, as eight games into the season, how we think it's faring at the moment. Um, also, reviewing some of the signings now that they say we've played over a half a dozen games. Quiz from Dan, and of course, Twitter corner as well. Uh, so, to kick off um, on Monday night, Wolves are playing at the you know, finishing off the round of fixtures on Monday night against Southampton, eight o'clock. Um, Southampton have started the season really strongly. Um, well, I guess judging by the media. So they're currently fourth after eight games. Um, you know, they seem to have really changed, uh, you know, their path since that nine nil defeat, which was about a year ago now. And, have, you know, really come on leaps and bounds. Um, Gents, what what do we sort of think of Southampton sort of, I guess, this calendar year? Because, you know, I think Hassan Hoot has done a really solid job there myself and they seem to almost just be going under a radar as a decent Premier League outfit um, and not being, I I guess, one of the, you know, bottom half of the league tends to be filled with a lot of dredge, um, so, so to speak. So I'll start with you, Jordan.
1: Um... I think he's to be honest with you I think he's a terrific manager I think that they are if you look at the squad they're not a better squad of players than Wolves or a better you know a better 11 if you look at 1-11 to 11. but I think he's a fantastic manager and I, I think that he will probably end up emulating a Pochettino sort of thing where I think he'll end up going to a bigger club within the Premier League at some point and will do a good job where he goes Um You've got to give them credit where it's due this season as well. You know, they're playing some great stuff. I know they got stuffed um, five or six, wasn't it, to Tottenham on the second game week? Mm. uh, Because I had Son in my fancy team. Um, But then other than that, you know, they've got a good draw away at Chelsea um, and they've been winning games. Um, You know, they've got Ings and Chay Adams both scoring goals. Um, They're relatively, you know, solid at the back and there are threat offset pieces with um, James Ward-Prowse as well. So... I think it'll be a difficult game Monday, um, and yeah, you know, the, I suppose the tables are all really they are where they are for a reason. You have got to treat them on merit. They're, they're a good team at the minute, so we've got to treat them like one. Yeah, I think I think you're right, and they seem to.
3: Uh, yeah, I've looked through the squad myself, and th- there's some good, good, solid Premier League players in there. But you say, you know, they've got the likes of Alec McCarthy in goal. I wouldn't have him over Patricio personally. You know, they've got. Bertrand and Walker Peters fullbacks and Vestergaard and um, usually Bednarak or Stevens as centre half and I, I definitely don't massively rate them apart from just being big units, but they seem to play a system and play play. Uh, I guess good but winning football. Um, that, Dan, how do you sort of um, how are you sort of viewing Southampton these days?
2: I've been going back to what you mentioned just since that nine 0 defeat against Leicester, i <laughs> Been absolutely revitalised from it. The going back to what George mentioned then against Tottenham, I think it was was it five six one, whatever it was, the most flattering scoreline I've seen in years because there was mm. there should have been two three a up yeah. in the first half in that game. Save Hampton. they yeah, battered them for twenty minutes at the start of the game. Mm. And I mean, you you must know yourself um, playing FIFA when the AI is against you. It was literally <laughs> one of them games to save Hampton, They could do, they threw everything at the. Uh, Hugo Lloris, he saved everything every through ball that Harry Kane tried landed at perfect for Sonny it was just literally one of them games for Southampton going back to that 9-0 defeat sliding doors Marman would you have blamed Southampton for sacking him that day? I, I personally wouldn't and, but Premier League manager game beat 9-0 but now they've gone from strength to strength Sims, he was being linked to Man United a few weeks ago, I don't know how much that's just a bit daft really but I think we could all do a similar job to Ollie at the moment but they're, they're a team to watch. I, I, I had a chat with a Southampton fan and my uh, FIFA fan cast, great. Um, and I said, with the, with the way this season is and it being that topsy turvy, why shouldn't they be looking to, to finish top six with the likes of us? I completely agree.
3: Uh, Andy, what, what are your thoughts on Haskutil then? I mean, it, I think he's a good manager, don't get me wrong. It does sort of almost strike me as a bit uh, B Tech clock. Um, without sounding sort of too harsh <laughs> to him in some of his mannerisms. I we really sort of try and play football as well. And, you know, I think it's interesting what Dan said about, you know, but the club could have feasibly sacked him after that 9 0 game. Yeah. It, you know, it it wasn't like all the goals came in like a certain period. It was pretty much just sustained throughout the game. I know that man sent off, but, you know, a level, it, sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be happening, but. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it was interesting because they've almost just managed to just view it as an anomaly. And, mm. you know, because they weren't in bad form, if I remember correctly, before that. It was just, you know, it seemed to have just mentally just seen it as a freak result and just pushed on.
0: It's a good thing they did, really, because that's the kind of results that can kill a club off for a season. If you get mm. hit by nine, if they then finish 20th that season, absolutely nobody would have been surprised. But they seem to show some real mental resilience. And I think Hassan is a big reason as to why. He's obviously got the players playing for him. He knows what to, how to get the best out of, I don't want to say limited players, but they're not the most expansive players, let's be perfectly honest. They've, they've got a few decent players, but no more than that. Well, yeah, I think you, you're completely
3: on the money. So, look, I've got the squad in front of me and it sounds really harsh when I single players out on the list, but you know, it's still got Shane Long on the books. Um, mm-hmm. you know, che, che Adams is doing a bit better, pardon me, this season, but you know, he's not a world beater. Nathan Redmond, he seems to be at, at his peak, mid-table Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but players like James Ward prowse I mean, it I find it bonkers. He's only 26. It's and he like, I was gonna say, I think he's someone who's managed to sort of be around the thirsty for what's nearly a decade now, but he's almost hit his mid-twenties and he's really kicked it up a notch um, in, in the last 12 months. And you say, sort of, absolutely deadly over a set piece, but he seems to bring a lot more to the table from what I've seen as well. Mm. With um, yeah, I think he's a
0: of Without sort of, with oh, sort of
2: being disencouraging um, about Southampton, there isn't one player in their squad that if Wolves were to sign in January, I'd hold a parade for. No,
3: no, that, that's that's you've sort of hit the nail on the head. Like, you know, if if let's say Ward Prowse K, I go, okay, good, 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 tidy player, you know, be probably be better over three kicks and fit than certain other players in the squad. But is he that step up? I don't think anyone, you know, no one in that team is a step up for balls, apart from, let's say, Danny Ings, who I don't see fitting into our system in a month of Sundays. but... You know, I think he'll be a massive miss for them on, uh, you know, on Monday. Um, Jordan, how, how big do you sort of view the, the lack of Danny Ings in the team? I know they, I think, did they win without him in their last game?
1: Yeah, they beat um, Newcastle um, 2-0 it was. Um, You know, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? Um I think that he's a player I've always liked Danny Ings um, when he was at Burnley. And I, he went to Liverpool and... Horrible injuries and he just never really got back into the picture frame when he, you know, when he by the time he come back around to full fitness, it was the start of that for Mino Marne Salah. Um mm. from Free so he was never really gonna get game time, but you know, he's a finisher. Like let's let's not, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Like, you know, if he if he gets a chance, he's gonna put it in the back of the net. So yeah, it's a big loss for them, and uh, it is a big advantage for us that he's not around on Monday, but Again, you still got to treat that team on merit. They're not a one-man team by any stretch of the imagination. They're all chipping with goals, you know. They they all do their bit as well. So you know, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, it all depends on what Wolves turns up for me. Um, the one against Crystal Palace, that first half, I think we beat most teams in the league quite comfortably. But if we have the first half like we did against Leicester or a few of the other first half shows this season. Make no mistakes, I think we'll I think we'll get beat. No, I think that sort of nicely transitions onto talking about Wolves
3: because despite this being a Wolves podcast, we've spent the last 10 minutes or so chatting about the opposition and not even a mention, of our So it is interesting that, that Wolves seem to have almost a bit of a duality at the moment and we don't quite know what side is going to turn up in what half either. We don't know whether Wolves will come out firing on all cylinders with... Wingers, you know, with wing backs pushing on into the final third or whether we'll be really conservative for 45 minutes or even 90 at the moment. I mean, the the big thing that sort of sticks in my mind, just sort of how Southampton line up, um, do we think Wolves will not necessarily change the style of play? But do we think they might switch to a 3-5-2 just have a couple more bodies in the middle um, going into the game against Southampton?
0: Oh, yeah, I think, I think oh, we might. Sorry, mate. No. But I think we might. I think we might. I think we might see um, Traore up top with Jimenez. I think he'll try and hit the pace against um, Bednarek, who isn't mm. the most. Is it Bednarek or is it Bester? Yes, it, it, the both the of them, isn't it? What they, 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 they're,
3: they're very much um, belt and braces center so I think.
0: Yes. Those and, those are I, and they've worked perfectly well for him so yeah. far but I can imagine it will be a case of trying to get the ball down and move it. And we saw it last season against them when we went with three in the middle with Neto playing in the number 10 and we had Traore playing up top with Jimenez. I wouldn't be surprised if he started that just to try and get that extra body in midfield, win that battle and try and hit them on the, the counter a bit more because I do think we're going to have to soak up a little bit of pressure, if I'm perfectly honest.
3: I mean, Dan, if we did go for... A 3 5 2. Who would you be, I guess, looking to play in that uh, midfield and up front? Could you see, you know, that the likely options are either trial rate to partner Jimenez up front, or would you potentially go to Neto or even um, Fabio Silva?
2: I mean, if it's up to me, I'm having um, Daniel Powden behind um, Jimenez. I just think he's just the most direct player that we've got. You, you might say Neto, but I think Poudic has got a bit more value with his with his creativity and being able to make things out of nothing. I don't personally think it will go to two up front against Southampton. I think he'll stick to his standard three up top, which you were talking about duality for Wolves and Martin. Ago. I, I don't think it is, there is such a thing. I think it's just if teams match us, we struggle. If if Southampton come to Molineux with 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 a four man midfield like Crystal Palace did, I, I think Wolves will outscore score them comfortably.
3: Gerald, where are you sort of sitting on? I guess sort of how how Wolves should line up formation wise, or do you think it almost doesn't matter because if it's Neto and Podence um, with him and they could almost play as a
1: one behind a two or three up top. I'd go. I'd stick with three four three. I just think. Like Dan alluded to, Southampton played four four two and we saw what we did against Crystal Palace, who come and played four four two against us. Albeit I think they were a little bit naive and let us play, but I think we were that good as well. Um for me, I just I just can see a mile off that I, I, I'd be shocked to see Kilman and Aitnery playing um this this week. You know, he likes his favourites and now we've lost, I think it gives him the excuse to put Sice and Marcel in to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I know Aitner had a bit of a shocker against Leicester in that first half, but we look so much more of a balanced attacking unit with him there than Lena Marcel or, or Sos. Like, you know, it gives us that actual width and the ability to get up and down the pitch. And I think that by changing that, I just, I can see him doing it and I can see it backfiring. Um, no matter, you know, how bad of a game Aitner had against uh, Leicester, you've got to think about how good he was against Palace. So, yeah, I I hope he I hope he sort of sticks to his guns with with the eleven, doesn't lose his bottle, and that we just gotta play better. There's no there's no two ways about it.
0: The thing yeah. is with um Ike Noore, I mean don't get me wrong, like you say he was class against Palace. There's every chance he's gonna be up against Theo Walcott, who against Newcastle absolutely tore him a new arsehole. He looked incredible that day. Yeah. Maybe now he's back in his hometown. he's thinking it's a chance to impress again. Would you trust someone like Nuri, who hasn't got that experience? And Walcott's been around. I know he had a bit of a shit couple of years, but he's nobody's mug.
1: Now, for me, I think the, the 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 problem where we get stuck, um, and sort of a again, say if you criticise Nuno, you can get yourself in all sorts of trouble. But let's just say a, a my, my criticism of Nuno is a lot of the time I feel like we we pay too much attention to. The other teams' threats and actually what our strengths are, and we come cool stuck on it, you know. And I think that actually, you know what, we've got an exciting left wing back there. Granted, we've only seen for two games, but you know, he's, you know, he's well, he's got a good reputation. A lot of good clubs wanted him. Let Let's just play to our strengths. I'm I'm sort of sick of playing within ourselves and watching us be pragmatic. I think that we've got a really good team, and you know, if we actually let the shackles off a little bit more. We shouldn't be fearing playing teams like Southampton home. Like we do, we know what we do well. Let's go out there and let's just let's just do it. Like you know, let's just go out and make, let them be scared of us. And rather than you know the Leicester performance where they they've changed, they've they've played to our into our hands. Leicester they've changed to a three four three three five two to accommodate what we do, but then we just camped in and are off and ultimately you know, we, we gifted them the game. I know it was a, a crap penalty to give away in terms of the, the VAR nonsense, but, you know, the second one that Vardy misses was a stonewall penalty. So it sort of evened itself out. We weren't good enough that day. So, like, yeah, for me, as long as we as long as long we turn up with, with the right mentality and the right, I suppose, attacking intent, I do think we can get a positive result. So, yeah, I, I'd stick with Aitnery. You look at that first half an hour against Crystal
2: Palace and the first half against Leicester, there has to have been an instruction from Nuno for the way that we set up mm. the tempo that we started with. And going back to what you said, Jordan, he has to, be, he has to let these players off the league because we've got really good players with, a, with an attacking threat. And we need I understand setting up the way that we do as a default against the likes of Man City, Liverpool, when you're going to get limited possession. But the rest of the league, we should be trying to get on the front foot from kickoff off with the players that we have.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. I think a lot of it comes down to tempo and positioning. And you sort of, I I know, I remember seeing like some of the heat maps and the average position of where Jimenez is half the time. And, you know, he, he is our main striker. He is the focal point of our attack. He should be, it sounds stupid, he should be in line with the last defender. And it's not about him being able to turn and hit the last man, but he needs to push the play forward the same with the fullbacks, that, that was one of the biggest things that having safe there held back because he was just afraid to go that extra 10 15 yards, it's why I I, I think Samado's a really, really tidy footballer um, but he needs to just play that little bit further forward or being able to run that extra 10 yards just to create the space because that's what we're missing and that's, that's kind of the difference between you know us and kind of Leicester at the moment and it said on paper, I reckon we could go toe-to-toe with them and we just didn't show it. And the other side of it's tempo and we just don't see... And I remember still seeing Nuno say, oh, we approach each game differently. But the stats on you scoring first, you're, I think it's you're 50% more likely to win when you score first in a football game. So why would you then like, just hold off the handbrake for 45 minutes? It's not like
1: we're tiring teams out. Uh, well, it's what I put in the uh, in the WhatsApp group. Sort of after that Leicester game was, you know, ultimately we had Samedo and aitneri against James Justed and Luke Thomas. They weren't even Leicester's first choice wing backs, and they got the better of us. If you look at the the starting, you know, the heat maps of um, the wing backs against Crystal Palace is average position against Leicester. I reckon you're talking 30, 40 yards difference. Yeah, and that's just what Dan said. That isn't a we, we've got peg back. That is a new, no, or nice. a, it's some sort of tactical, something they've said is, well, you know, let's sit in. But ultimately we've got to, have, we, we now, you know, we're in the third season of the Premier League. Now this isn't a Mick McCarvey team. This isn't, you know, we haven't got Kevin Foley and Stephen Ward at wing backs, And, you know, we are playing, you know, we're playing very rigid, pragmatic football. I understand that because we were a limited team back then. You've got to judge Wolves on what we are now. We are a top seven club in the Premier League. We've proven it the last two seasons and at the moment, how we're we playing, I just feel like we're gonna end up going slightly backwards this year if we don't if we keep playing in this pragmatic way. Um it's been an okay start of the season, but I feel like, you know, we've got now got the ability to kick on again. And it's gonna be difficult to break that, you know, historic top six, but you've got at the moment we're not even we're not even putting up an effort for me. I, I don't I don't feel like we're I, I genuinely think at the moment, watching us, I think we'll do well to come in the top ten this season. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I hate to get we... political, yeah.
2: but Nuno needs to stop being conservative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be need a bit the more. of this, please.
2: He <laughs> needs to let our players loose, and then we'll. I'll let you carry on, Rich. I'm sorry.
3: No, I'm. I'm just thinking of a good hashtag we could use
2: uh, for, I'm, I'm, <laughs>
3: for promo. I'm putting Nuno on Boris
2: later on at a photo shop. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> let the players be. Free Nuno.
3: So uh, before we go on to our score predictions for the game, if we do sort of, I, I guess, a quick what our starting eleven would be. I mean, if we sort of assume it's going to be Patricio in goal, Bolly and Cody. Well, Tomato, Bolly, Cody um, at the back. It's, I guess it's a question of you say left side, centre back, left wing back, uh, your midfield, um, and up top. I mean, I. I, I to be honest, I think he'll still go 4 um, 3 4 three, so, and I can still I probably see it being um, Neves and Dendonka in the middle and Neto and Podence. I mean, personally, I'd like the idea of seeing Troy away from the start of the game for once, because I think that's starting to get a few red flags for me that he's not getting minutes and he needs to start games, but so does Neto, so does Podence. But... Um, we
0: start with you, Andy. Yeah, who would you like what would your sort of um, ideal lineup be? I think I think with Kilman's unfortunate news this week, I think we'll see Sice back in the team. Um I would like to see him stick with Ike I know what I said before, but you are right, he's a better attacking option. We do look a lot more balanced with him. I would prefer to have him in there. It's Neves and Dendonka all day. I've said that several times already this season. Martinho's not He's just showing his age a little bit now, um, and then I'd probably go with Neto Traoré and Jimenez. Because at least with that front three, it's very pliable. So you can either go with three four three, or you can do three five two. You can change it. You can be quite fluid. So I, I would probably go with that. Keep Pedence uh, maybe for the second half if if we need someone who's a bit more um, magical with his feet. And the man, what are you thinking?
2: So. Oh. Mike stolen goal. Yep. <laughs> nah. are you, I, I, which side are you played Basically, though? Oh, he's, he's, he's got to be right, hasn't he? Yeah. He's been in Semido, anyway. <laughs> yeah. He's said it all year. <laughs> no, nah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I don't particularly agree with it, but it wouldn't surprise me if Matinho comes back in on Monday, mm. purely because of the fact that he's, that he's played two games straight for Portugal. Maybe he's we all hope his sharpness may have come back in them two games. Never didn't really play well against Leicester. Um I, we've all said before now you can't really leave Den Donker. It's Den Donker plus one. I'm um, a massive fan of Daniel Powellens. I didn't think he played well against Leicester. He could have been brought off at half time, but I think No one really did a good job um, today. Yeah, I, I think he's he'll be the one that contributes more towards Jimenez's goals than than Neto for me this season, so I think he's a really exciting player for us, and I think if he just gets into a run of goals and assists,
1: I think we'll uh, reap the benefits of that.
3: Jordan, how are you, how are you thinking we're going to um, sort of line up in the end?
1: So yeah, like I sort of said at the start, I think that I think he's going to play Soly and Marcel. against my better judgment. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing Matinho and Dan donka uh, matinho has been playing for Portugal. Um, never, it, it's weird, isn't it? Like, never doesn't seem to be in favour at Portugal, and Matinho is definitely the preferred option. Um, so, I think Matinho might come in, and I'd, I'd stick with um, Neto, Jimenez, and um, Podence. I think that Podence is just an X-factor footballer. Um, against Leicester, I think he had 19 touches of the ball the whole the whole time he was on the pitch, and I think he created the joint most of key chances. Out of nineteen touches, we just got to get the ball to him. I've made it pretty clear after um, my rant after West Ham what I think of Adama Torre this year, and if he wants to go, let's just sell him because he's racked off this season. Sorry, he is. I know, I know that he's got all this pace and stuff, and I know he scares opposition when you put him on there. But you know what? I'd have rather have sold him than Jota. Put it like that, and I think that you know he's got a. If he does get a chance to start. He's got to perform. I think the pressure on him massively because I think he's been so underwhelming for a very long time now. So um, yeah, like I say, I'd go with Neto, Jimenez, and Podence purely for the choice or uh, sorry, purely for the reason that you can actually. I think you can trust them. You know what you're getting with them. Yeah. You know, with Troyore, he could be brilliant, but he's brilliant one in every eight games. Let's be honest.
3: I can Sorry. see why me. I can see why you are such a big fan of Dave Edwards with that attitude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like consistency.
3: You know what? Yeah, I was going to say. i would try and be in the same boat about that. You say you, I, I, you'd almost you'd rather have a play who's going to give you you know six and a half, seven out of ten every week, and someone who's not going to show up every other game. But um, we'll do a quick round of analysis, uh for our score predictions. So, um, if we loop back round, so uh, Jordan, what are you thinking score wise? I think we're going to win 2 1. 2 1. Dan? 3 2. Wolves. Andy?
0: I think I said 1 1 on the last podcast, so I'm I'm going to stick with a draw. And I'm
3: going to go for a classic 2 0 Wolves win. So we're going to um, review sort of the season so far as a whole. Um, Have uh, one of Dan's quizzes and a bit of Twitter corner right after this. Hi, Richard here. Before you go back to hearing us dissect the latest Wolves news, some really shoehorn Simpsons references, a bit of 90s film action, and of course a bit of wrestling, um, I just want to do a quick shout out for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Now, they've done a fantastic job on the Wolves Fancast website, please go check it out, but they're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs, from websites, brochures and signage, to marketing, logo design and branding. There's basically nothing they can't do marketing-wise, so make sure you check them out at pixelyetimedia.com, and I'll let you get back to enjoying the show. Welcome back. So, Wolves are now eight games into the season, and I think enough of the season has passed now for us to sort of take a step back, have a look about how the first um, eight games have gone, and have a look and review some of the uh, signings Wolves made in the summer transfer window as well. Um, one of the biggest things um, I think going into the season after, it was very much from the sale of uh, Jota, was this idea that Wolves were going to play a new brand of football this season, um, which was, I guess, moving away from more defensive counterattacking to a bit more possession based. How do we sort of view the season so far? Because I think a lot of people have got... As, and I think I'll go to Dan first. Don't worry, because I can see Dan's <laughs> raising his hand up and down quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: yeah, I, I think we've kind of half got an idea on our heads that we're expecting something that's not quite been delivered. And I don't know half it's because we're having to watch it through our TVs in lockdown or if it is actually as drab for the majority of it as it actually is. So, Dan, judging by your action, can you articulate uh, how you feel the season's gone so far
2: and how Wolves are playing? bit deflating. In regards to an evolution of style of play, it's boo hockey. Absolute boo hockey. He's brought in two wing-backs, which hasn't, how, how is that going to change the way that we play? His wing backs are still his main attacking players for him. He's a goalkeeper who doesn't know how to attack and dominate possession. He ranks off to clean sheets, not goals. This is the manager that we've got. He's an absolutely amazing coach. And he will, as I've seen in the past, he will be able to set a team like Wolves up to beat Man City, compete with Liverpool. But if, where to go to another level? He not not only do walls need to evolve, he needs to evolve with his with his tactics and the way that he sets up teams because when we're not going any, there's no other direction than the counter attacking football that we've got at our disposal at the moment. That's just how we set up the players that we set up. If he would have brought in a, a, another proper centre forward this season and maybe went to three midfield and two up top, I'd, I'd maybe have said, yeah, there's a there's a change of direction here. Maybe like he tried to do last summer when he brought in Catrone and that flopped. I don't see an evolution this year. And if we don't beat our points tally from last season, Fulton have to question the future with him. I'm sorry. I love the guy. I don't want him to go. But if, with the ambitions that Fulton have got and the 10-year plan and wanting to compete with the likes of Man City and the rest... There's a, there's a tough call to make at the end of the season if we haven't beat our points telly from last
3: do you think considering I was gonna say we're short in pre-season or basically no pre-season if we're gonna be honest in the grand scheme of things with no I don't think we'd play what one preseason friendly if that we did you know wasn't particularly high profile. Was this potentially the worst time to decide to have a change in how they approach things I you know I understand that we've had three seasons under Nuno now and players can get, players can stagnate to a certain degree, even though, you know, we've had promotion, we've had two seasons of consistency in the top flight and you're already seeing with Bali, um, how his form's just plateaued, um, you know, in the last six months or so. He just doesn't seem like the same player who has been a real bedrock in our side um, and I guess it's, it's a question of mentality for one of that. And he wants to probably just change things up to make sure that those current players are, you know, he's still maximising those current players because there is a good amount of consistency there. But for me, it was hugely the wrong time to sort of try and implement, uh, I guess, a systemic cultural change in, uh, in, how, they, in how they play. Uh, Andy, how, how are you sort of finding the season so far?
0: It's just been bipolar, hasn't it? We, we haven't had any form of consistency. The players don't really seem to know what they're doing in regards to the new way of playing. The only time we've looked sort of okay is when we've tried to get the ball down and move it quickly, like we used to anyway. So it's been a bit of a busted flush, to be perfectly honest. And I don't think the signings we made were really conducive to imp- changing the way of playing. In order to change the way, I think we needed to improve and refresh the starting eleven, And we haven't done that, really. I we've brought in Samado. I've been brought in a new full-back, a new left-back too, in fact. But neither of those are as good as Johnny. So really, all we've done is improved our right wing-back. We needed more. And I know we'll come on to it, but obviously we haven't even seen Vitinha. So he's the only option. other option in the middle. And I think that's where we're really lacking. I think a, a better midfielder would have much helped the transition to the way Nuno wants us to go.
3: Yeah, I think that Dan almost alluded to it earlier um, when you mentioned sort of playing potence in the sort of that number 10 role. And that's when you can sort of see a three-five-two 5 2 working because it, doesn't really, it hasn't really worked having, you know, Donk, Moutinho and Neves in there. It's a bit too defensive and who can break the lines going forwards. And you know, I say we'll cover kind of, transfers in a, in a minute. But when Dan mentioned about podents, I'm completely on board with it because he ticks a lot of those boxing Sort of sign who can sort of drift left and right, left and right, but also kind of create a bit of space in the middle. But then we're almost a winger shot or an attacker short, and it almost feels like they've kind of got caught between two bus stops in a way between trying to change how they want to play and the players that they have, and they've either not invested in the right quality of players or they've not invested in the right quantity of players. And I don't know which one's more harmful um, because we don't seem to have enough players to cover us in certain formations. But if we're going to stick with 3-4-3, then I think you're completely right. Have we met... Uh, I'll pass over to Jordan for this one, but do you think we've made the necessary step up in quality across the board from last season?
1: no to be quite honest with you I think that all this stuff about Nuno coming out at the start of the season saying we want to go onto this front foot attacking dominating style of football I'll be honest with you I think it's I think it's a load of fucking bollocks like we, we, we have, our style has not changed since the first game went up in the Premier League which was fine I'm happy to be a really good counter attacking footballing team but then don't come out and say we want to change to this when all the evidence proves that we haven't we haven't evolved. We probably didn't have enough time to evolve in the summer. But you can't come out with comments like that and then try and play a different way because ultimately we haven't got the players in that in that team to do it. To be a completely dominating footballing team, we need you need to be you know, we need to be adventurous. We need to be exciting. We need to. You almost need to be, you know, play pressing football. Like, you know, you see like Liverpool do it. Like, okay, Klopp, Dortmund did it under him when he was successful. You need to be pushed up that pitch and you want to suffocate the teams you play against to be able to play this style of football. And we haven't got the footballers to do that. We're a fit football team, but I don't feel like we've got the legs or the the mobility across the eleven to actually, you know, to do that style of style, bring that style of football to the club, which is fine. Just don't say it. I mean, we've dominated, what, six minutes against Sheffield United, probably 15 minutes against Man City and 45 minutes against Palace all season. You know what I mean? So you can't say this is the style of football we're trying to play because I'll be honest with you, I think even if fans were in the ground, Wolves fans would still be saying the same. This is it's boring. Like it's, I, think, I think it's getting to a point now, and again, results do change how you would view a game. And I've seen a lot of disgruntlement on Twitter after the Leicester game, and I saw a few people saying, you know, you can't slag Noon off, you can't slag this team off, etc. But you can. Like you got you got to judge us from where we are now. Like if they're not performing to you know to the levels that we're expecting this club at the moment to be performing to, you've got to be able to call it out. And I think that at the moment, really underwhelming. Um, you know, you can't compare Ruben Nevers to Carl Henry. You know you can't compare those two teams. Like you know you can't. Ultimately, we've got a lot of we've got arguably some world class footballers in our team, and then we play like we're a League Two team going to Man City in the FA Cup against Leicester. We're just camping. It's just for me the pragmatism. It's got to be evolved, otherwise we're going to get we're just going to get left behind. We are.
2: I understand the people who have that opinion where we're not we're not supposed to be verbally. Greedy, we should be appreciative how far we've come in a short space of time, but still, I've asked this question to over a our dozen people now, and no one's given me a, a figure. How many years of being an established Premier League team do we need to have tallied up before we can expect more of this team of players that we've got at our disposal?
1: Well, Leicester won the season, won the title second season, didn't they? After coming up, you know what I mean? And that, that and that, and right again, on paper, you'd say our 11 better than that Leicester 11 that won the league. They just played to a system of formation, which worked perfectly for them. And, um, you know, you can't take that away from them. They won the league. We're never going to, we, well, I'm not going to say we're never going to win the league. We ain't going to win the league this year, but why, why can't, why can't we? Leicester, that, that season, they just had no fear. And they just, they just went for teams. You know, if we went toe to toe with every team in the Premier League, one to 11, I admit our squad probably isn't as strong as, say, United and your asked. Basically that, that, over the Man City Liverpool, if we went toe-to-toe with these teams, one to eleven, where, where do you think we, we come? Because I, I think we win a lot more than we lose. Being honest with you, and that, that I, think top, of, I think we're a top hmm. six
2: side, one to eleven.
1: Yeah, I yeah. do as well. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the frustrating thing. And again, I appreciate people on uh, sort of going on around now about Wolves fans on Twitter and stuff. But I, I do, you know, I get why people want to defend Nuno. Dan said it. I don't want Nuno to ever go. Like Connor Cody for me, he's like the best captain we've had in our lifetime. He's relatable. His rise is superb, but let's be honest about it. He's where, where, you know, the seed and the Connor Cody, if you're looking at trying to, I suppose, improve the 1-11, to 11, you'd probably say he's the next one that we need to improve as a footballer. I think if you take mm. him out of the team, you lose all that leadership, and I'd never want him to be sold mm. or even replaced. He's, you know, I want him around that team. But you have got to be if Fosun are a business, right? They're a successful business. You got to be, you got to be ruthless, and that will come round to the starting eleven, the playing staff, and also the management. If Nuno, if we don't, I, I genuinely, what like Dan said, I genuinely think if we don't improve on what we've done over the last two seasons, don't be surprised if he gets the boot, because yeah. anything could happen.
3: No, I completely, um... I, I. I, I I'm reluctant to agree, but I don't disagree in, in what you've both been saying. I think in, in terms of how long do you give it of, you know, we, we finished seventh in our first season and then next year we finished in the same position with more games. So you can kind of go, well, this year's going to be a bit of an anomaly season again. We, we understand that because of the situation we're in. But if we're not finishing around the, you know, if we finish seventh again, somehow, which I'm struggling to see after eight games personally I wouldn't say we need it you know, he's got to go Frank C. but I think there needs to be question marks over what's happening and you know what, what the plan would be for the season afterwards um, uh, and the, the other side of it and I, I don't know, I think a lot of this is to do with probably people above Nuno because Nuno's not in charge of transfers as far as I'm aware but, you, you know, it, our first 11 is good. It is a really good football team on paper. But we need to be improving it. And that was why I kind of understood moving on Doherty. Because I thought, you know what? A lot of these players, you know, some of our players have got uh, ceilings higher than where they currently are. You look at Neves, for example. He's always been the standout. But he he has got the potential to regress, almost in the same way Jota has, that he could get that move to to a bigger club. Jimenez to a certain degree as well. And I think we're all understanding of that. But if there's players who it feels like they are at their peak and they're middle of the pack, then they're the ones who we need to be replacing. So, you know, in terms of who's next in that line, you know, you could argue have we really replaced that left-sided centre-half role in my Mar- because Marcel's not playing there. So we're playing Sace there. who I love him to bits. He's one of my favourite Wolves players in this era, but we brought him as a centre midfielder and he he will do it he will do a job for us and do it. It reminds me of when I bought when I was looking to buy a house and the first one we went to were like have oh, that room will do that'll do that'll do and like and we looked to it with the missus and we went We've gone in every room here and said that'll do. And that isn't good enough. We're a club who have Mm. got huge financial backing. But we haven't, in my opinion, properly invested it. You know, don't get me wrong, Fabio Silva might be the best thing to come out of um, Portugal since Jorge Mendes. But we need, you know, that money. Why couldn't we have got, I don't know, James Tarkovsky from Burnley? Because you're telling me you wouldn't improve our, you wouldn't improve our back three having him on the right hand side with Bolly on his favoured favoured left. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm not saying let's pick apart James Tos- Koski. It's just an example, but that's the level that we need to improve these extra positions, and we didn't get it this summer to a degree. Um, I mean, if we sort of do a roundup of, I guess it's going to sound like we're going to go into a really negative and slight these signings now. Um, but, you know, Marcel joined for a relatively low fee. Champions League experience. He's heading towards the end of his career. But he seems to... And The games he's playing, I think he's looked really solid. But it's about him playing games at this point now, isn't it? And I think mm-hmm. that sort of brought a big question mark. But how do you kind of see um, how Marcel's got on so far for Wolves?
0: Well, he's been here a few weeks and he's been injured twice already. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's a bit of a concern. Like you say, when he's played, he's looked very tidy. He looks a decent player. But he has been injured twice already, which... Can you rely on that long term? And plus, I mean, he's 32. Yeah, I mean,
3: the really irony of assigning him to cover the injured Johnny as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. With him always being out uh, a tough one. But, I mean, but, but it was almost like we almost bought two players, not quite through a price of one, but... Um, Rayon um Norrie also joining in a similar position. I mean he spoke about how how well he did against Crystal Palace. I mean um I I right. not think he's technically on loan with the uh is it an mm-hmm. obligation to buy do we know? Um or is it just sort of one of those where it's it's up to us?
1: I think it's one of them though. I think it technically is up to us but we'll we'll probably end we'll up buying do... him. To, we'll end up mm-hmm. buying him to sell him anyway if we don't want him. That's what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he's got
3: huge potential. You can see why loads of big clubs are after him, just because of how he how he carries himself on the pitch. You can, you can see he, he's a player. Um, I mean, I know the answer to this, which is why I'm going to go to you, Dan, but um, how are you sort of viewing Nelson Snedo?
2: What are you laughing for, lads? I've been a massive fan of the lads since the first game. <laughs> just not from
1: where he joined from. <laughs>
2: That, that's, that's all it was. That, that's what. If you go back on previous episodes, my sort of disdain for Nelson Samada was purely because I hate Barcelona, everything they stand for. They're a, they're a joke club. I hope they good bankrupt. I hope Messi leaves and I hope they bankrupt. And that stadium is just empty forever. <laughs> he, he gets better every game I see him now for for Wolves and Portugal. I think coming late into you know the, the summer window to Wolves. Um, learning a new system, I do feel he is getting better game by game. He just seems to be getting a lot sharper. I just think he just needs to get involved in the in the goal contributions. Just he needs to pick up where what what Doherty left. Really, I think he does get better with uh, with every game. As a summit. I think. I, don't, I still don't believe he'll be worth thirty seven million in the long run, whether to Europe or not. But he's it, definitely an upgrade in what we've what we had. Yes. I mean I, I I I
3: as I sort of said earlier, Michelle, I think he's a really tidy footballer. You don't play for Barcelona unless you unless you are, um, despite how um poor they've been, sort of by their standards recently. Um he just needs to he's clearly a better footballer than Doherty. He just needs to be a better player in this system than Doherty now, I think's the uh, is it, the sticking point for him. But you know, in terms of I think signings so far, he's probably been the I'd argue sort of the best performer, but it's also probably because he's played the most games. Um, I mean, the, the one which still, I guess it's still kind of got flagged is, is Fabio Silva. Um, and, you know, A for the price tag. And, you know, we can, all, we can sort of take a step back away from that if, if we want to. But even if he costs, even if he was on a loan deal in the same way um, RAN is, I don't know how much I'd be rating him. Um, personally, on on the clips I've seen, and you know, scoring two goals in the reserves against Doncaster doesn't necessarily sort of strike me as well. He clearly is, you know, he's clearly the next best thing. I mean, how how are we sort of viewing him so far? You know, I know sort of mentioned about going three five two earlier, um, but surely it'd be ideal to actually see
1: him get you know sixty seventy minutes in the first team at some point. Not going to happen never going to happen. he won't, he won't I don't even think it happen if Jimenez got run over by the 256 outside Sainsbury's. I think he still won't play Fabio Silva. Um I reckon he's going to be the best footballer to ever play at Kidderminster Harriers in an non-23s <laughs> game ever. Um who knows, who knows how good he is. I mean he took his goals well against Doncaster, but again it's uh, the Papa John trophy. Now it's called, you know, it doesn't really equate to anything, especially when he's paid £37 million for him. He should be skating five, shouldn't he, really? If you look at it on paper. Um, Yeah, he's got massive potential. He comes with a massive reputation. Um, Who knows? I I just, genuinely, I just don't ever see him ever not playing Jimenez. And I, I don't think Nuno would ever play an actual two strikers up front. Like like genuine out and out strikers, um, so I think that I'd be surprised if he if he started any more than five games for us this season. I was going to say that, that, that uh, that's, uh, that's cup games as well because we will get knocked out in the third round to African.
3: Okay. I was going to say that that, that brings me on to sort of a little predictions one is how many starts do you think Fabio Silva will make? Let's go from the league this season. So we're we've got thirty games left. Um, so basically one, between 1 and 30 how many games do we reckon will start not featuring because I re- I reckon if we did five minutes we'd probably get to about 300 tops and that'll be 10 minutes here and there so how many do we reckon he's actually going to start any of the season three tops I think,
0: yeah I was going to say three but can um, I ask him no, more than three question. will he
2: outscore Patrick catrone this season <laughs> knew
0: that was coming I mean,
3: Catrone
1: uh, got... Did he
3: get two in the league for... Two league three? goals,
1: yeah. And, and that famous uh, goal at Villa Park yeah, with the 16-year-olds.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um, I, think he'll, the... I think Fabio will feature more than Cotrone, which I think will just tip him over the edge on who scores the most there. You've, you've just got to accept that he's just one for the future, and he? if he contributes one goal this season and he gets us a point or three, it'll be worth that initial... Any minute if he goes on to have the potential that we all hope he does.
3: Now, there is a um, speaking of Italian strikers, and y- you've mentioned about silver being one for the future. There is a another Italian striker who's uh, available on a free transfer in Mario Balotelli. Um, no, no,
1: no, <laughs> all day. No, if he You're promised himself. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you know, Do- we over West Park doing donuts. Excellent, like, <laughs> that's <what> we want.
0: <laughs> the Premier League is a more boring place without Mario Balotelli. It oh, so, would probably the I, place up,
3: but Jordan, I am, su- I am, su- I am surprised as a man who said I would. Not, I, I'd rather have a six out of ten every week than have a try.
1: Or, a, you wouldn't yeah. want the uh, mercurial Balotelli. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, bring back Kenny Miller. At least he tries. I would that literally
2: love if there was a Tim Spears Athletic article that came out that Ballotelli was laying off fireworks at Compton.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to do the um, awkward ring road bit
1: around Odd Fellows in Compton. He's broke into (laughs) Dudley Zoo and he's riding a rhino.
3: (laughs) 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 Um, I guess that's sort of... And the last one, and again, it almost feels like some of these players aren't really near the first team. Is for who, you know, was apparently Latino but a bit more um, attacking, um, which I feel it's a bit of an um, oxymoron, personally. I don't think it quite works as a, as a comparison, but hey-ho. I mean, he doesn't seem to be anywhere near the first team, which, again, we're crying out for an attacking, creative midfielder. And at the moment, he's not at the level. And I know Nuno will say, players need time to bed into the system and learn how we do things. But I don't think we're at a point now where we can afford to have a players just, just be learning for six months. We need players to be integrated quicker
1: than they actually are. Yeah, did he's going to be the play? second best player to play at Kidderminster this year. Did
0: he <laughs> play against Doncaster last week?
1: No. No, he was on no. international duty.
0: No. all oh,
2: right, right, OK. <clears throat> so, he, he looked lightweight in the... Did he? Was it West Ham he came on. Yeah. yeah, it was West Ham. Yeah, he played against Stoke we played, as well, didn't he? We? We played yeah. Stoke in the cup and the struggle, but they all did. I think that's the biggest worry for for me with Vitina is the fact that he got he played in the 1-23s game, which suggests that he ain't as close to the first team as you'd think when you've got like Ottaceau. And was there another kid we had on the bench this season? I can't remember. Yeah,
3: I think so. But I mean, like Ottaceau's now um, got capped for. Um, USA, which is fantastic for him. Congrats! Uh, I'm sure it has nothing to do with work permits and sort of um, securing his international um, allegiances to do with that. But uh, you know, fair, fair play to him. Fingers crossed, he's someone who can make a step up because he looks like he's he fits more of a Dendonka mold than a than a Neves mold. And you know, I think that can only be um, that can only be good for us um, if we sort of put um, the Wolves chat on hold for a bit there. And move on to the quiz now. Dan is, I believe, trying something a little bit different today for our um, for the quiz. I'll pass it over
2: to you, man. Right. So, welcome to this week's quiz. I'm going to quickly run by some questions. You. There are some pictures involved, um, and we'll just see how it goes. This is purely to see how it looks on YouTube. If it if it's good, we'll keep it. If it's crap, we'll bin it. So, fancast way. This is question one, and the the, the theme of this round is I'm going to show you a Wars player from the past. Within that player's name is an answer to the question. So it's a bit like an anagram, but you don't have to use all the name. It's not like a fall. It's not like it's not like answer smash. There's just an answer within the player's name. <laughs> Does everybody
1: understand that?
0: <laughs> no, but carry on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So, I like the crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um,
2: I'm just going to pull up the first picture once it loads. I'm just trying to give you an example. So if Steve Ball was the player, and I would say they're not cows, but there's two of them, the answer would be.
3: yeah i get i get you
2: okay that's a lot of hard work boys
3: (laughs) i get i I get you i'm just trying to think uh if i've got the mental capacity
2: right so the first one is bjorn sigurdarsson and the question is the feeling when walls score so the first one to, to jump
0: in with the answer gets the point and I presume that eight means that it's an eight-letter that, word.
2: That's correct, Andy. Well spotted. No marks right. for that. <laughs> I should have mentioned that part as well, really.
1: The and it's in the name.
2: Yeah. The feeling when wolves score. <laughs> <laughs> uh I might have to cut you short boys. You yeah know, so I can awesome. think of, I can think of
3: loads of adjectives, but they don't have, they all have ease in them. The correct yeah, answer
2: correct. was arousing <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. give me one of those quizzes then. <laughs> right I was thinking of the James Brown song I feel good so I couldn't get that, that out of my head. The second
2: question is, there are over 80 of these in the UK. The, the cogs are working. <laughs> but I, I think they're struggling again, viewers. <laughs> um, I might have to get a little timer or a, a bit
1: of audio to, uh, to time yeah, you out. Yeah. Audio this. Put the countdown music in. 80 of these over
2: 80 of these in the UK. Oh, god, trying
3: to think of some of those. Lots of um, it's also trying to think like Dan thinks as well, that's
2: that's even harder. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna stop you there, lads. The correct answer is Ring Roads. Oh, (laughs) imagine. The level of research this gentleman has to go through to search him roads that are in the UK—that's why. To work
3: out. Did did you pick? Did you pick um, Bjorn first? Find out. Uh, work out loads of words you could make with his name, and then find the stat.
2: That's the, that's, that's how the research works. <laughs> Fair enough. Right.
3: Do that. I'm glad you didn't do it the other way and you thought, you know what, I need, I've got to find <laughs> Ring Roads last. <laughs> Which horse player do I know he has got two R's um, in their name?
2: The next question is Jolien Lescott and the North American term for testicles. Uh...
0: Is it? It's not Cajones, no.
2: It is Cajones,
0: Andrew. Is.
3: Well done. Oh, well done, oh, well, Andy. Yeah. Genuinely, well. I'm, 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 I'm proud of someone of someone getting yeah. in this game. You know, <laughs> I feel like it is, it's more. It's not. It's not me against you against Jordan. It's us against Dan at this point. Yeah, I think. that's it. Yeah. That's
2: all it is. Okay. All right. So okay. the next one is Rui Patricio, and it's a seven-letter fruit. I think I know it.
1: Is it apricot? Yeah, it is. It was apricot.
0: Well done. Well done. I don't even
1: like them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're an odd fruit. Odd fruit. Doesn't do it for me. They're good for um, digestion and avoiding constipation, I read today in my research. All (laughs) right.
1: Right. Do we Uh, get in one, to be fair?
2: And then... The last one for Rui Patricio is Clever Girl, Dinosaur.
3: Oh,
2: I have a reference. If it's, oh. if it's Jurassic
0: Park, come on, guys. Yeah, That's... I know the reference. Um just trying to think who he says it to. Oh, man. But it's the dinosaur breed.
1: Hmm. <sighs> should know this as well. Right.
3: I'm going to cut you out with...
0: Good night. You are nothing. You are a fool and you are a waste of time. Good night. <laughs> the correct
2: answer <laughs> was
0: Raptor. Fuck. <sighs> I kept thinking Velociraptor. That? I never just thought of the uh, last part. Yeah. R- Rui Velocipatricio. Well, that's why I was confused. There's no V in there. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: So there's only there's only a few more, lads. you find you, find at the moment. We're just one point between you. Yeah? Oh no! Oh
3: no! And we're doing all right to get two so far. To be fair, between us, mm-hmm. I mean, just because it's, I mean, it's not a high-scoring game for me, it's not a pulsating one, listeners. Yeah, N- Nuno
1: would have a hard on here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's playing for the one 0
2: <laughs> Right. So the next one is our. Favorite answer smash. And the first question is Stylish Wolves back and third installment of Matt Damon's assassin franchise.
1: Anybody? No? Um, Scott Goldborn Ultimatum was it third one? Correct. Oh, come on. Correct. <laughs> This and is my game. <laughs> Here we go. You go. Know.
3: John's genuinely sat up in his seat now. Yeah, oh, yeah I've perked up now. He's, he's gone. He's gone for it.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to do a Dave Edwards, get the ball out the back of it and run to the halfway line and give it a yeah. raising. Lads, come on. <laughs> Just do a quick arm. Yeah, a quick this, arm. This one, could have yeah will win moving yeah. to the fans. Back in it. There will be some editing involved in this part.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Next question. Is. It'll get better with time, guys. Don't worry. What's going on here? Sorry, James. I'm, I'm just sorry. <laughs> we'll cover it in post, it's fine. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely gonna be a short one tonight. <laughs> Winger guy. under Kenny Jacket and Matt LeBlanc, you friends.
0: Okay, Oh, Joey Tabiani. Correct. Oh,
2: you got, that's a point score. Double bonus. Man. Former wall striker and a lead actor in White Men Can't Jump.
0: Can you give us a hint when this striker played for us?
2: Yeah. Um, under Mick McCarthy. Okay. I know,
1: it, the, I know the, the name of Man the actor.
0: Well, there's, there's two possibilities, so that's why I wondered who this striker might be. Um
1: yeah, who's the actor? Or is that going to give it away? Is is it Woody, was it Woody Harrelson? No.
0: It's Woody yeah. Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, are in it? Wesley Snipes, yeah.
1: That was it. I couldn't I'm think of Wesley coffee. Snipes. Woody Harrelson. Striker.
2: Correct. Uh, the correct answer was Marlon, Woody Hair, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. I mean, that's going on socials later. Right.
2: So. <laughs> the Scott Goldborn ultimatum and that's this week's quiz which is disastrous
3: <laughs> once again i feel like we've let you down dan
2: no it's my own fault i i rushed it should have been more prepared <laughs>
3: I feel like in hindsight, if we know we now need to prepare for anagrams, that's a whole level of preparation. I, yeah. You know, I, I will put time into my working week. Um, before we end this week's pod, we do have a few questions over on Twitter corner. A big thanks to um, everyone who's contributed to them. Actually, I think all um, genuinely it is a wonderful mix. So we've got four today. So we've got one from that guy, Matt Guy, um, um, fellow podcastian. Who asked which saint is best? Uh, Metallica, uh, Metallica, Saint Anger, All Saints, Never Ever, or Saint Motel? My type. You can also pick. I don't know any of your saints that you you like.
1: I'm going for All Saints. It's a banger.
0: It's the what? only one I know. To be honest, it's got to be All Saints.
1: It's Plus, absolute... Metallica
0: is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, 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 is it bad if i'm sort of in the
3: same but i think we might have a queen uh, a clean sweep on all saints here <laughs> um I, I, andy smith asks uh judah with spears or judah with edwards which works best
0: really are too- we talking about their podcast because I, I don't listen to it
3: uh let's let's just go for a general uh, general comrade meeting hashtag banter between the potential gyros. I, 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 I miss Spears and Judas together uh personally. Uh I think they really bounce off as well, but I do like I do like Joe. I think he's um I think he's actually really good at what he does as well. Um but he'll say. The first, the first um,
0: odd couple's always the best, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Th- they would really good banter together, uh, Spears and Judah. Mm. Um, but I, like I said, I haven't listened to the, the, that podcast for a while. I don't listen to a lot of other Wolves-based podcasts, if I'm perfectly honest. Right, Again, right. I you not need right here, lads. All right, <laughs> bollocks.
1: <big, big laughs> <pollux. Yeah. laughs> I'd ta- I'd Too say, busy I'd doing say um, cruise podcasts. I'd say it's a bit like for, for me anyway no no offense intended it's sort of like when a uh, love joined Chamberlain left soccer hand. let's just leave it like that
2: <laughs> I plead the thing <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay a slightly less controversial one um the US office or the UK office. I'm gonna go to Andy first, because you strike me as someone who's quite opinionated on these matters.
0: Yeah, who would know? Who would have known that? Um, it's a really tough call because they're such different shows. The the American one I think edges it now. personally. I think it might be because I have recently watched it. I think it's edging it for me.
3: Uh Jordan, you look like again, I could see you sort of perching your seat a little bit. And I don't think it was a
1: uh, you know, uh, money's got a view. Um, no, I um, I only watched the US office actually from recommendation from uh, the fancast group around about twelve months ago, and I've watched it, rewatched it twice now. Um, I'd say the US office for me, and I, lo- I love David Brent, but I just think there's, mm. I just think there's often when you think there's too much quantity of something, it can spoil it. But it does go drop a little bit when uh, Michael Scott leaves, but it's um, still. Incredible for me for a long, long. It's got a good longevity as well. And do you have any thoughts?
2: I've got no preference. It. I haven't committed to either show to properly having a, an informed opinion. I only tend to watch Alan Partridge and Curb Enthusiasm. That's it. I
3: was going to say that, that that fits very nicely into sort of um, Office vibes. Anyway, I think you know I've been. It, it's a common one. I think I've looked at. And I rewatched The Office at the start of this year over lockdown. Um, lockdown 1.0 and I think I'll go for the US office just because I mean, I can see it sounds stupid, I can see why Michael Scott became a regional manager and he was in the position he was in because he was quite good at being a salesperson even though he was a bit of a dick, whereas David Brent and it it is sort of noted No one's quite sure how he managed to get to the position he's in. And that just deeply upsets me as someone who's almost certainly destined for middle management as I kind of approach my 30s quickly. Um, (laughs) Last but not least, uh, from um, regular fancast contributor, Link's Wolf, Um, it's uh, It's how do you think the Troy contract situation will play out? So we kind of chatted about Tryo a bit earlier. Feels like he's stalling on a current contract. Don't kind doesn't sort of have a regular first team place and doesn't quite fit into the system. I'm sort of answering the question now, aren't I? But uh, how do you guys see his contract situation playing out? Do you think he'll sign a new
1: contract, or do you think we'll look to move him on? I think he's going to throw his dummy out the pram a little bit. I think he's going to shoot himself in the foot. I think he. I think he thinks he's better than what he is. I think his agent thinks he's better than what he is and that's, yeah, that's, watching, that's going to be his downfall. Yeah, I think he thinks he can play at a big club and if he could play at a big club he'd already be there. Not saying Wolves aren't a big club but I'm just saying like, if he was any good Barcelona would let him go in the first instance.
0: Mm. I concur with what's been said. He's got yeah, three I've,
2: years left on his contract.
3: Yeah, so he's got, he's, he's got time to kill at Wolves I think to be fair. I don't think him needing a side contract in the next six months is particularly needed, uh, shall we say. And I think yeah, you, you're kind of right. There, there is a level of, if he was good, he'd be playing at another level. All there be
1: clubs really knocking on his door. Um, oh. I don't can't mm. think there is. I genuinely think, I said it last season when he was having his purple streak, that I wouldn't accept anything less than 80. Genuinely, now If someone offered me Jota money for him, I'll take it. Yeah.
3: Because I, I, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I think we'd be able to get in a another Podenc slash Neto, who could do that role, or or a right sided player who could play right wing and wing back a bit more Nuno based, and you know I feel I feel it's a bit of a shame because Troy's clearly got a level of footballing ability that a lot of like, you know ninety nine percent of the professional football Community don't have in terms of what he can do in football, he just doesn't seem to fit any sort of real style of play for any team. I don't. You say I couldn't see him massively working at you know teams above us. Could you see him playing for Liverpool?
1: He's got the characteristics to be the best footballer in the world. He yes. runs hundred meters in less than ten seconds. He's built like a brick shit house. Um, but. I just, I think he's a maverick, and he Nuno, put it like Nuno doesn't trust him. Hmm. If, he, if he was as good as what he thinks he's or his agent thinks he is, he should be playing ninety minutes every game for us. Yeah, and but part of me would love to. I, I said before, start in
3: the show. I'd like to see him start more games because I don't. I don't personally think bringing him on for 15 minutes because of the, you know, it's almost the idea he's going to come across some tired defenders. I don't think it works because I don't think he's a smart enough football footballer to pick up the pace of the game on a consistent basis in the same way, let's say an Oligon and Solskjaer could just come in and he understood the patterns of play. And for me, I'd start Troy because he almost needs 45 minutes, 60 minutes to really kind of Mm -hmm. grind down the gears. Um, I agree with
1: uh, that. I, I, to, uh, I, think, I think if he was if he was the star player, and again he is one in every eight, one in every eight. I don't want to like you know slag him off to the hill because last season he was great in a lot of games. But if he's as good as what he thinks or his agent thinks, we would be building a team around him, <laughs> and he, he can't <laughs> even start for us. So I guess we'll kind of see where his contract
3: um, talks may lie. But, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable to see him going in in January as well, depending on how things look. But we'll leave that pod um, on that not particularly positive note, I guess. But I thank you ever so much for listening to this week's show. Uh, We'll be back right after the Southampton game to um, cover what we all thought about and see how wildly off we were in our predictions of the game. Um, make sure you check out our new our new YouTube channel. Uh, we've got some really great content coming up on there from uh, Dan's FIFA Greek Goodies GTA Tactical Analysis, um, as well as some of our ideas in the pipeline as well. Um, we've also been uh, recently did our first of a new series of It's, it's Time to Talk, our med- Mental Health. Uh, podcast as well Um, it's clearly something that resonates a lot uh, with quite a few of the fancast uh, team personally but as a much wider whole at the moment anyway especially during lockdown and how um, quite a lot of us are feeling it's a really good listen and just understanding I guess what um, you know very much normal people um are going through and you know if it resonates with you give us a shout um are i've always you know keen to hear um what impact it's had on had on yourselves and you know it's been any help for yourselves um but big thank you to our sponsors uh, pixel yeti media um feel free to go check them out on their website make sure you check us out on all of our social media as well we're on twitter instagram Facebook, we're not on TikTok yet because, well, we're all grown adults, but I'm sure we will one day and get it horribly wrong. Um, So it is goodbye from Jordan. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Andy. See you later. It's goodbye from Dan. Nothing, you had a fool and you had a waste of time. Good night. And it's goodbye (laughs) from me. See you next time.
1: (laughs)